welcome back to the Sister in Faith podcast, where you've got a sister in faith in me to walk through life with. I'm your host, Shirley, and I'm excited to be with you today. Happy Monday. Whew. How are you doing? What's been on your mind lately? I'd go out on a limb and bet that a lot of us think about our purpose on a regular basis. We wonder why we were born, what we're supposed to be doing with our lives, whether we're doing what we're supposed to do, and on and on. For me, I believe that I am living in my purpose if I am living out God's will for me. And because of my analytical mind, I try to quantify this. How do I quantify this? Where there's a will, there's a way. What I've been doing is tracking my prayers and whether they've been answered or not. But of course, whether God answers your prayers can be arbitrary. And just because he didn't answer in the way you expected him to wouldn't necessarily mean he didn't answer it. So already my logic is flawed, but let's just go with it. In Matthew 7, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. I have learned that this verse is not saying that if I ask for a unicorn, I will get one. Or if I ask for a million dollars, I'll get it. There's actually a caveat. What you ask for and seek has to be in line with God's will for you in order for it to be given to you. Yep, that's the catch. And that goes for what you're asking for and when you're asking for it. So back to my prayer list. I measured against what was answered and what wasn't answered out of all of the prayers that I've prayed over the last couple years. And I calculated that 53% of my prayers were answered. So does that mean that I am only 53% aligned with God's will for my life? It's definitely not perfect science, but something worth pondering over. But really though, I think we eventually have to get to a place where we just trust that we are living in God's will if we are seeking His guidance every day and are led by the Holy Spirit. I think of our purpose as living out God's will, which is for us to live a God-honoring life which boils down to loving God and loving others. If you're a believer, our purpose is clear. To reiterate, Jesus commands us to love others and to create disciples. It says in John 13, 34, a new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then in Matthew 28, 19, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. This is hard, right? Especially if you're an introvert like I am. And I don't know about you, but some people are really hard to love. And how much harder is it to bring Jesus into a conversation with someone who doesn't know him at all? So I have a story that's going to require me to be a little bit vulnerable because I'm not proud of this. But we're sisters in faith, so here goes. I had a coworker who was known for being unlikable and difficult because she was tough to work with. But I never had to work with her directly, and we bonded over our love of taking our dogs hiking and talking about finances. Over lunch one day, she confided in me that she was searching for meaning and asked me about church. So I invited her to the church I was attending and she agreed to go and check it out. I was so excited. Could she be the first person that I bring to Jesus? So a couple weeks later after our lunch, 
we ended up working on a project together and I found us at odds with each other versus working together. We had different approaches and priorities and we kept butting heads. Frustrated after a meeting, I stomped into my office, I shut the door, and I proceeded to vent about how upset I was and how much I disliked working with her. All of a sudden, I heard a quiet knock on the door. I opened the door and there she was, standing there. For what, I can't remember. But what I do remember is that she heard every word I said. I felt terrible. I definitely did not behave in a loving way. I felt so terrible that I ended up calling her a couple days later to apologize. I remember asking her how she was feeling, and she said, I feel disappointed. Disappointed? In what way? I asked. She said, I'm disappointed because you're supposed to be Christian. And that's when I knew I lost her. She no longer saw me as someone whom she could confide in. That was when I was still a fairly new believer, so I had no response for her except for, I'm sorry. Those two words, I'm disappointed, haunted me for a long time. Today, I would have handled those two words differently. I would have explained to her that just because I was Christian didn't mean that I was immune to anger or making mistakes. Just because I believed in a perfect man named Jesus didn't mean that I myself was perfect. I sure strive to become more like Jesus every day, but I will always fall short because I'm human. So if you too have behaved in a way you weren't proud of, it's okay. The important thing is to take ownership of your mistake and try and do better next time. Apologize if you hurt someone. Make things right if you can. You're not expected to love perfectly. There is only one love that is perfect in this world and that is God's love for us. It says in Romans chapter 3 verse 23-24, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. I think in today's climate, constantly throwing the Bible in someone's face or preaching to them probably won't bring them to Jesus. If anything, it'll have the opposite effect. Personally, I feel like it's so much harder to disciple given the cancel culture and heightened sensitivities in today's society. So how do we share our faith then? I believe that people can get to know God through you. When you have an intimate relationship with God, you will carry the joy, peace, and self-worth His love brings. People who know you will see this and they will be curious about where you get those attributes from. They may wonder why you are so patient or how you can maintain your cool when something unexpected happens. That becomes the opening in the window that you can climb through by telling them that all of that comes from your relationship with God. Don't expect anything more to come of that. Know that you have planted the seed and God will work on them in His time. It makes me really sad when I hear stories about people who try to shove religion down someone's throat. Someone once told me recently that many years ago, she was condemned to hell based on her life choices because they did not align with the Bible. And that was all it took for this person to reject God completely. This is what humans do, especially new believers who are so excited about how God is moving in their lives that they are really enthusiastic to share Him with others. They want to speed up the process telling others what they should or should not be doing, but this never works. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him. That's in John 6. So, 
It is God who draws people to himself. So what can we do after we plant the seed? We can pray for the Lord to draw them to him. We can also ask God to prepare us by giving us the words and wisdom we need in conversations to lead others if the opportunity arises. And I'll close with this. Remember that we are all on a learning journey, and because we are human, we won't always get it right. Let's not commit to being perfect, but to doing the best we can. Remember to give yourself grace and pay attention to your inner dialogue. If you would not say something to your closest friend, don't say it to yourself. I pray that others will see your light this week and you'll be invited into conversations with others that will draw you all closer to Jesus. If you like this episode, please subscribe and tell your friends about it and leave a rating on Apple or on Spotify. It would really help me out. You can find me on Instagram or TikTok at sisterinfaith.pod. Have an amazing week and God bless.